Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, garbage man and wife. Matt and his wife Kay try and split their chores evenly. If one does the vacuuming, the other does the dusting. If one person puts the clothes in the washer, the other folds them when they come out of the dryer, and so forth. The question comes when Matt takes out the trash. He says that as part of their scheme, Kay should replace the bag and liner. Kay, however, disagrees. She says that Matt has already been infected, so to speak, with garbage grossness, and thus replacing the liner should be his job. Matt says that garbage grossness does not transfer onto a person who's simply placing a clean bag in the trash can. Only one is right. One must be wrong, and only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hockman enters the courtroom. Hello, everyone. It is time to take out the trash. This, by the way, Jesse, this is uh, this special edition of Judge John Hodgman is to celebrate the relaunch of the marriage ref back on your television sets. <laughs> As of, I believe, this week, season two, the marriage ref, it's out there. I am getting no money for it. Will you please swear the uh, defendant and complainant in? Matt K., please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? Sure. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that as a deranged millionaire, all of his cleaning is done by a team of specially trained lemurs? I do. I do. Very well. Judge Hodgman? Well, first of all, let me just say that uh, as soon as they actually come out with a working Roomba, I will get rid of these lemurs. Okay? I just... <laughs> I realize it's cruel to make these lemurs work for me, and also cruel to make them wear little butler outfits and French maid outfits. They do have a lot of fun riding the Roombas, though. Well, I know, but that's pretty much all a Roomba is good for at this time. As soon as I can get one that actually does the work of 17 lemurs, I will get a Roomba, and then I will abandon the lemurs on the street, or find a, a happy home for them, I suppose. That's a lot of lemur feed. It is. It is. You know, sometimes I wonder if perhaps at least 10 of the lemurs aren't employed cleaning up just lemur junk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of ethical dilemmas and cross-promotional platforms, this is not only the, um, the celebratory marriage ref edition of Judge John Hodgman. As longtime listeners may know, I stopped taking cases from married couples because I was getting too many accusations uh, on the forums and in uh, personal emails to me that I was just turning this podcast into the marriage ref, which is not something that anyone wants to hear about their podcast or their lives. So I stopped taking cases more or less from married couples with rare occasions. Um, but today we are only going to be talking to married couples or about married couples. Uh, and so, uh, and it is totally in celebration of the return of the marriage ref. Season two starts right now. <laughs> Uh, now, as I say, I don't get any money from the marriage ref. Um, I think the only thing that I get out of constantly plugging the marriage ref is that if I ever um, run into uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, he, won't, um, he won't murder me with his eyes. But uh, beyond that, uh, there is another ethical dilemma here, which is that, um, that the two people involved uh, are people who are known to me. Isn't that so? Yes. Uh, sure. Matt, you and I have met before. You are the husband. Yes. May I yep. use your last name? Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right, your name is Matt Howie. Metafilter's own Matt Howie, is that not so? 
Yes, that is so. And Kay, have we met before? We have not met before. You are his wife, though? I am his wife. So you are Mrs. But I'm not a Howie. You are Mrs. Metafilter's own, not Howie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is that correct? And, and, that is very correct. And Metafilter shares a relationship with Maximum Fun? Yes. A sponsorship-type position? Yes. I see. Keep that in mind when you make your ruling. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I think things are stacked against me here. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is, uh, this is a, you know, in the spirit of full disclosure, I need to get this <laughs> stuff out there. And Matt Howie, when we met, and we've met personally on a number of occasions, always at the yeah. very fun Max Fun Con. Uh, it is always very fun. They don't call it Min Fun Con. Um, but we, uh, we've met there a couple of times, and, uh, and as far as I can tell, I like you very much. And one of the things that helped me to like you was that this Max Fun Con, the third annual Max Fun Con, you presented me with an item. Is that not so? <laughs> that is true. And how would you describe that gift? Uh, a comically oversized Judge Gavel in several varieties of wood. That's right. And I would say, just looking at it, we're looking at some pine, we're looking at some oak, we're looking at some maple, some cherry, maybe even some mahogany, all sandwiched together and shellacked within an inch of its life. Is that not true? That is true. All right. And I'm just going to let people hear the sound of that gavel now. I have to go get it. Hang on. Matt, do you recognize the sound of this gavel? Yes. Right. So Satisfying. It's, it's very satisfying, and I intend to use it on this show. Now, I just wanted to get all of those things out of the way. I'm putting the gavel down now because it's larger than my desk. <laughs> A lemur will clean it up. It's very heavy. Yes, exactly. Come here, lemurs. No, no, lemurs. I need that for later. Uh, the reason that I, I say all of these things is to say that in the case of uh, the uh, garbage can justice... Uh, I am intensely compromised. Would you not agree? I think so, yes. So I am just going to have to ask the listening audience to, first of all, trust my impartiality. They wouldn't have given me this free podcast in which I pretend to be a judge <laughs> if I did not trust my own impartiality. And moreover, you just have to trust me when I say that when I received this case via email at hodgman at maximumfund.org, I did not know it was Matt Howie and Kay not Howie uh, when I approved it for hearing and when I made up my mind at that time who was going to win. I did not know that it was you, Matt. <laughs> so I just want to say that I reviewed and prejudged this case long before I ever got any gifts of any gavels. And now I am ready to hear the case again and, uh, and, and make my decision anew, just like I did it the moment that you sent it in before I heard your argument. Okay. Matt, you are the complainant. Yes. Start complaining. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think we're a modern couple, and uh, we uh, try to share the workload. I I won't admit to coming close to fifty percent of all chores in the house, but the chores we do together, we do as we do every chore uh, as together possible. What percentage? Yeah. What percentage would you admit to? <laughs> oh. Uh, 30 to 40 percent, maybe. Can we just settle on one number? You want to say 35 percent? Um, a third. 33.333333. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, would you, and, hang, Matt, hang on one moment, please. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. Does that yeah, sound about right? Part? Yeah, sounds about right. Do you have any help, help around the house, any lemurs? 
No lemurs. We don't. I highly recommend. You gotta get me into. Yeah, I, uh, I I need the phone number to find out about the lemurs or the or the website. I don't know. I would just you order them in yeah, Africa. It's it's mail order. You have to you have to send in oh, okay. a, you have to send in a thing from a comic book. Oh, okay. Coupons and coupons. Yeah. Do you get glasses with? You have to send. Things? You have to clip out a thing from a Fantastic Four comic book from 1977. It's the only one. And you have, my brother a, has that one. It's become a very so. rare one to get. It's the only one that advertised lemurs by mail. And it's the only way the company still operates, but they will only accept coupons from that particular issue. And I'm, I don't even want to say what issue it was, but let's just say Kang the Conqueror. Hint, hint. All right. Now, listen, <laughs> do you agree with 33.333 repeating percent of the chores in the house are taken care of by Matt Howie and no one else? Yes. And you would say then you are responsible for 66.66666666%? I especially like the 666 part of that. Yes, exactly so. <laughs> Where you are both internet professionals? No. No, just me. What do you do for a living, Kay? I'm a college professor. Oh, nice. You guys have it nice. Yeah, I teach cognitive science. I believe it. I don't. <laughs> Wait. Hey, actually, your intern, I used to teach at the college your intern went to. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. She- so we are once again compromised even further. <laughs> yes. So I'm on the Jesse Thorne side of things. She went to this college in San Francisco that I was at when we lived there. Do you still owe her a grade for any papers? No, no. Luckily, we never. she was never in my class. Wait a minute. In San Francisco, she is actually, she is no longer the intern. She is currently the producer of Judge John Hodgman. Are we talking oh, about Julia? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the producer. Yeah, she went to. Sorry, well, Matt referred to her as an intern. What am I to know? I don't know. No, 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 no. Call her intern. Julia Smith is the producer of this show. Sure, she's fabulous. Yes, of she, course, she is. She is fabulous. You ought to. You ought to be bribing her now. She doesn't have to bribe you anymore. I know. All right. Well, I'll I'll send you the email so you can bribe her. <laughs> awesome. All right. Let's try to get back on track here. The plumber's at work, Matt. Yes. All right. What's going on with your sink? <laughs> oh, we are uh, uh, finishing a long renovation in a bathroom, and this is actually the last step to finish off a brand new countertop. Just put in this sink. What's uh, the countertop? Uh, what's the countertop made out of? Uh, paper stone. Uh, as what? Um, what because, is that? Uh, Meg Meg Horahan showed me her paper stone countertop. It's made from recycled paper, slammed together with glue oh, or something. It's very right. green. Looks You're cool. just outside of Portland, Oregon. I forgot. <laughs> of course, you're going to have some crazy countertop no one's ever heard of made of recycled paper that's been turned into stone via some new technology that's eco green and whatever. Good. But let me you warn smoke. you, if your house is ever on House Hunters or House Hunters International, no one will buy it because it doesn't have granite. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck on your renovations. So you're a lovely young professional couple living outside in the wine country of Portland, Oregon. You have children? Yes. Yes, we have a daughter. Oh, very good. All right. I was about, I was about to say, all right, good. That's good. You're, you're human now. I was concerned that you were, <laughs> just, you were just two married people living in the wine country of Portland, Oregon, a, a internet professional and a college professor with no children and, and a bunch of curious paper stone renovations going on. I was going to, and, uh, and, the, and the biggest problem you have in the world is who takes the garbage out. <laughs> but you do have a child to temper uh, your perfect lifestyle and to make it crazy. So I am yes, willing now to hear your sick. case. Oh, congratulations, daughter Howie, not Howie. Did, did you hyphenate her name? <laughs> what is her first name? Fiona. Fiona is her. So is it Fiona Howie, not Howie? Uh, she's a Howie. Yes, just okay. a Howie. Just a Howie. All right. 
Matt wasn't into the whole hyphenation of long last names. Well, I told her to take your name. Girls get your name, boys get my name, but... Thank you, Portland, See, Oregon. I'm always sharing. I'm yes, always trying yes, to share. You are. You're Mr. 5050. You're, you're, Mr., you're Mr. 3367. I got it. Now. <laughs> so let's get back on track. So you share the chores, 33 being yours share, Matt. And one of your chores is taking out the garbage. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, every two-step chore seems to be split. You know, whoever makes dinner, the other one does the dishes. Whoever loads the dishwasher, the other one empties the dishwasher when it's clean. Mm -hmm. We have this natural sort of split for all. The trash gets taken out when there's someone's holding garbage in their hands ready to go and it's full. You know, hey, can you take out the trash? Uh, I take it out. We have to sort of walk around the house, put it on the side of the house. And then you come back and it's like, where's the bag? And, you know, the person's still holding garbage, um, uh, demanding that I put it in this. (laughs) Soon as possible. Uh, and I'm You're forgetting th- the part where I'm usually cooking dinner when this happens. <laughs> so when you say you know, literally so hold, you're holding the garbage, you're <laughs> standing there with garbage in your hands waiting to throw it I out. onion skins or something. Right. By the way, yeah. right. I need to throw this away. Right. And you're standing yeah, there and like, you're standing there because be, and for some reason in your kitchen you have no countertops. You just have to stand there <laughs> with the garbage until. Yeah, it, it is a problem. Right. You know, we have them in the bathroom, but apparently not in. Right, right, right. You don't write. Okay, got it. That would be too fancy. All right, Kay. I'm, I'm cooking, and I, the garbage needs to go. That's when we realize, like, oh. Okay, Kay, 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 you're freaking yes. out a little. Collect yourself and present your argument. I will break. So, uh, yeah, the 50-50 thing, for the most part, works on, on many things. I, I don't believe, though, that it's, uh, it works here. And, and here's why. So we have one of those garbage things where, you know, you step on it and the, the lid flips up. So you have an, like an inner liner that you have to pull out mm-hmm. to take the garbage out. Mm-hmm. I so believe it's not we, nearly a sand. Okay. I believe we have I, video I of the, this. Your, yeah. your video of our garbage. Yeah. I believe Matt Howey, an internet professional, used a video sharing service called Vimeo to put, put out a unprotected non-private video of demonstrating him taking the garbage bag out and putting a new bar- garbage bag in. Let's go to the video for a moment. Okay, for those of you listening along at home, two things just happened. One, Matt took the garbage liner out with the bag in it. And also you may notice that he's given his Vimeo video a soundtrack. <laughs> Sorry. It no, quiet. it's good. You know what? Internet professional. I like it. You're at home a lot. You got nothing better to do but learn new video sharing programs and put soundtracks on your uh, evidence to Judge John Hodgman. I appreciate that. Hang on. Now, at this point, he's taken the bag out of the garbage. The music is swelling dramatically. I thought that was a nice touch. It was a nice touch, right? It's a, and now he's putting a new bag in, and you can tell that he's putting a new bag in because Matt Howey took the time to put in subtitles explaining each step in case you weren't able to follow <laughs> along. And it says underneath, putting a new bag in. Anyone can go and see this video, by the way, on the Judge John Hodgman portion of the MaximumFun.org website. Uh, let's follow along, shall we? Now, I want to pause here. 
Now I want to pause here for a second. Matt, you've put the bag back in, correct? Mm-hmm. And, th- and this is you perform. I can't see the person's face, but this is you performing in the video, not one of your lemur butlers. No, it's just me. Okay. Now you've put the bag back in, and then there is this weird maneuver where you sort of tucked the bag into some kind of flap at the back. Yeah, it's a a little hole to like cinch up the gap in the bag. And uh, actually, I didn't. I should have filmed Kay doing it as well because she does it slightly differently and probably yeah, better. You should. You but, should. Uh, you should have because that could have taken up another whole afternoon where you had nothing to do because you're an internet <laughs> professional. I have more stuff to track. <laughs> uh, what, did, uh, yeah, what did you do so with your time? Was... Any uh, instead of that, monitor the message boards at Metafilter. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's about the only time you have to touch the can, but the, not, no garbage ever touches the the inner liner can. And well, hang on, are in a clean. Right. I uh, 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 I don't think that's so true. Wait a minute, guys, g- guys, guys, wait a minute. Well, there's there's maybe twenty seconds left in this video, so let's just <laughs> let's just see. I I just want to see how this plays out. Well, kind of anticlimactic, actually. <laughs> He just put the liner back into the thing, and the song faded out. There wasn't even a big ending. What was the song, by the way? You want to give a music credit? Uh, yeah, uh, Phoenix. That was North by Phoenix, uh, uh, instrumental they did on their, I think, second album. And that's one of your favorite internet professional mellow listening albums? <laughs> no, no. They're a popular French band. Humongous. Yeah, okay. All you needed to say was popular French band. <laughs> man, man who lives on the internet. So, okay, Kay. I watched this this procedure. It seems pretty simple. What's the problem? Okay, so a couple of things. One, if you notice, he when he ties the bag, he shoves it on the inside of the liner. Mm-hmm. So yes, trash does get on that. See, I I take it out on the outside and shove it through the back. That's the little difference. So then, so usually when the trash has to go out, it's when I'm cooking, and I do a lot of the cooking. Wouldn't you say, Matt? Yes. Thank you. Um, so I cook most of our dinners. Sure. And so when the trash needs to go out, I don't think it should be a two-step process uh, where I need to put the liner back in if I don't want to go near the trash can with my hands. There's a reason we have one of those step lids. That way you don't have to touch the trash can mm-hmm. and get trash hands, as we like to call them, trash hands in our or I think we call them. Do you call them garbage hands or trash hands, Matt? I garbage, can't remember. garbage hands is what you came up with. What is what yeah, is garbage hands? <laughs> Kay, Kay just said this is. I want to. I want to nail this down. Kay just said, <laughs> if we touch the garbage, we get something that we call in our house trash hands, <laughs> which is already a strange enough thing that you guys have a special lingo for the impure <laughs> state that affects your entire body the moment you touch the trash can with something other than your foot. And then you said, isn't that what we call it, Matt? And Matt goes, garbage hands is what you came up with. Like, totally defeated. Like, I'm going to correct you. It was garbage hands, but revealing, it wasn't me. It was you. You came up with this idea. (laughs) Um, Let me ask you some questions, Kay. Yes. Are you vegetarians? Not anymore. Okay. We were. So there is an issue of salmonella, other traditionally meat-oriented contaminants that could be in the mix, as it were. Yes. Right? Um, And why are you making so much garbage when you cook, Kay? Because I'm looking at this garbage can. It's pretty big. So what are the reasons (laughs) that you need to be, like, emergency garbage takeout in the middle of the meal when you're still cutting up onions? 
Well, and actually, it's usually not onions and stuff because, um, okay, now you're going to really make fun of me for this one, but we have a compost Good. pile so that usually sends to the compost Oh, you have a compost but, pile. You know. Right, okay. Why would, I yeah, make, why, would I make fun, why would I make fun of that? You know, because we're that kind of people. You guys, um, like, so. you guys like to keep a pile of rotting food and poop near your home to turn, in, to turn into hummus <laughs> that will to enrich you blow. the soil of your garden. <laughs> I think that's terrific. If you have if you have that space, I live in the city. I can't be keeping a. Well, I do keep a box of poop in my house because I have a cat. But you you guys, I think that's why. Well, lemurs, gonna, but they pretty much poop everywhere. Yeah, I know. I don't make. I don't make fun of. I don't make fun of these things. But let me tell you something. Once you are holding that stuff, you already got garbage hands. Yeah, but so wait, but you forget the Matt didn't mention the part when you take it outside. You have mm-hmm. to lift the lid. We have one of those cities where they like make you have a special garbage can that the you know the garbage truck can come by and pick up and what? flip over. Wait, and, are you talking about so Port- are to- you talking about Portland? Did you just refer Shopping to Portland? Portland? Did you just refer to Portland as though it were a gadget you have in your house? We have one of those cities <laughs> where you have to do this it's thing. One of those towns that requires you to have special well, garbage. No, you are a citizen <laughs> of a city. You don't have it. You choose to live in it and take part in the social life of that place. It's not a thing you own, like in a paper mind. stone counter. It's not your paper stone counter. <laughs> we have one. Of, we have one of those cities that requires a very special oil, and you can't put hot pans down on it. Exactly. Oh, I think I should uh, only take cases from Portland. <laughs> All right. So listen to me. You have one of those cities where you have to list a thing. You have to use some kind of organic well, yeah. sharpie to write a thing down. What? It, we ha- well, you have to go outside, and instead of having just you know your regular maybe open trash can that you can just put the trash in, sure. you have to lift the lid of this big plastic dumpster thing they give oh, you. Which lift is not right. Okay, gotcha. You have, your hands have to touch it, and it's trust me, it's <clears throat> it's not clean. Um, and you lift it up, and then you put the trash in, and you lift it down. So you've double, you've got kind of double garbage hand problems. Okay. First, from you know, taking the trash out and then taking it out to the outside and touching that trash can. Okay, so and so your contention is that after, after Matt's got garbage hands all over him by lifting up the lid of this thing and by handling all the garbage, he should then come in, and put the garbage bag in because he's already contaminated. Exactly. And then what are you going to do? Well, I would have already washed my hands and washed down all the counters before I do anything else. And with a with a light solution of bleach and water. Uh, or something much, yeah. more eco-friendly. Perhaps <laughs> is there a product in mind that you're biting your tongue on right now because I said bleach? Because <laughs> you can't believe... Bleaching water is what most people would like to do. That's mm-hmm. what Elton Brown would tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for pronouncing his name correctly, by the way. How do other people pronounce it? Alton. Oh. But what do I care? That, that, that's, I'm not going to relitigate that. <laughs> uh, okay, Matt, I see a lot of flaws in Kay's arguments. What do you see? She, what did she end that? Um, long process with. She well, you're quite you're good. First of all, as a husband, you're a terrific listener. <laughs> I know I know you were probably uploading some things to Milkshake and double checking some things on Metafilter and maybe checking some of your Etsy stores and whatever and watching the plumber do his thing. But I'm trying well. to I'm trying to do justice here. Okay, double click. So let's go. <laughs> uh, well, she did mention she washes her hands often when preparing food. All I'm asking, even if there's a garbage a contamination problem, she washes her hands probably 10, 15 times in the course of making a meal. Hold on a second. Uh, hold on more. a second. Hold on a second. Okay. Uh, 10 to 15 <laughs> times. Is, would that be accurate in terms of, in terms of uh, washing your hands during a meal prep? 
Only it only depends if we're dealing with uh, meat mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. If I have chicken, I wash my hands more and I wash the counters more. If you're cooking, uh, if you're cooking with chicken, I think it's reasonable to say you should throw the counters away. <laughs> okay, listen, Matt, go on. Uh, so whether or not whether or not there's a cleanliness or a contamination problem, I I I would say even if I admitted that. And uh, if you watch the video from seconds 19 on, you know, it's pretty clean with the new bag. Um, but if you're worried about contamination, she's already washing her hands, you know, after each ingredient gets chopped up or whatever. Um, that, you know, adding one more time isn't the end of the world. But it's, I, uh, not too much of it. But I will say... <laughs> too much of it. Oh, okay, no, finish, finish your sentence, please. I don't want to interrupt uh, you for two reasons. I want to respect you and I want to make sure we get a clean, a clean edit. Okay, yeah. So finish uh, it's your last. Too much of a... <laughs> I'm going to be quiet now. Okay, it's not too much of a time commitment to just wash your hands. Is it too much of a time commitment to just wash your hands a sixteenth to seventeenth time, Kay? No, but I think I shouldn't have to be interrupted in the middle of my meal prep for the entire family, where I'm trying to get everything on the table at the same time to have to stop and do this. And when you have a little more time, when you don't have like three pots going. Matt, you you s- contend that these are two separate chores, and you are getting you are getting the bad end of this deal because normally you split all the chores down the middle, uh, but in this case you are doing uh, you're doing both of them. Is that correct? Yeah, and when the other person is standing there with garbage still in their hands a minute later, going "Hurry up!" you think, "Well, you've gotten a bag out and thrown it into there, and then." <laughs> Uh, but On the other hand, this does put your percentage up. Yeah, why don't you just up your percentage and do what your wife wants you to do here and put the garbage bag in? You already got garbage hands. Yeah, that's true. All right, I think I know exactly what I'm going to rule on this. I, I have for a long time, actually, and uh, I will be back in a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Wow, this one got complicated, didn't it, Matt? Yeah, way more than I thought. How do you feel about your chances? I have no idea what my chances are. 50-50. Kay, uh, how are you feeling about your chances? You know, if he goes with the uh, the, cl- you know, the cleanliness issues as well as the uh, 50-50 issue, perhaps I will, I will come out on top. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. I'm back. I really love this gavel, I gotta say. Just putting it down sounds like I'm hitting some hitting a lemur dead. Uh, I find in favor of Matt. There's a surprise. And not just because he gave me a gavel. And not just because he's a sponsor through Metafilter of Maximum Fun. Because I think that we've established uh, that, Kay, you are uh, equally uh, flush with us in terms of bribery by giving us an amazing, helping to train an amazing producer in the person of Julia Smith, who I don't think would be a third or even 33.3333% of the producer she would be if not for her cognitive science class that she took with you. Which you never took a class with me. Whatever. (laughs) This is not the time for correcting me. This is my time for correcting you. Sorry. But here's why I made this controversial decision. You guys are not taking the garbage out enough in your house. <laughs> if you are the kind of person who is, uh, uh, pays attention to detail and has paper stone counters in your bathroom 
and is, knows exactly how they're going to um, decontaminate uh, the counters in the kitchen and washes his or her hands 14 or 15 times to make sure that everything is uh, clean. If you're the kind of person who is only getting food um, from the CSA uh, and you know making dinner for uh, a family, including a young child, with only the best ingredients, all I can say is you are people who live in Portland and you are considerate almost to a fault uh, except this blind spot. There's no reason that this this kind of household should be reaching crisis point in the garbage can in the middle of food preparation. That's cuckoo time. You need to add a second uh, takeout, and then you will li literally be separating the chore half and half, because one of you is going to take the garbage out and put a bag in, just one person. And the other of you is going to take the other garbage out and put a bag in. And then this kind of crisis will not happen again. <laughs> but until that happens, I find in Matt's favor. So even though it does mean getting a little garbage hands, we all know that the moment you touch a chicken, you've got garbage hands for the rest of your life. <laughs> so that is my ruling to clarify. From now on, if there is only one trip out to the garbage during dinner, and it is during dinner preparation, Kay, you should put that garbage bag right in there, right away, and get on with your life. <laughs> but you can, you can avoid this kind of conflict and some extra trouble in your life by scheduling a second garbage run, uh, in which case each person would be responsible for taking the garbage out and putting the new bag back in. This is actually the sound of a gavel. Here's some words from Tom Papa on the garbage ref. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Kay, the judges seem to have uh, offered you a stern rebuke in the interest of efficiency. How do you feel right now? Well, you know, I'm, I, I will have to live with it. It does mean I have to change my ways now. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, another exciting case, eh, Judge John Hodgman? Hang on, I'm just fondling my gavel. Oh, get away from there, you lemurs! Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. It's like a terrifying semi-primate version of whack-a-mole. Uh, yes, it's whack-a-semi-primate. Um, shall we clear the docket so you have a little more room there in your office? Oh, yes, please. Here's one from Matt. He writes, my wife Wait, and so I have... Wait, is this the same Matt? Is this Matt Howie again? This is a different Matt. Okay, good. This is Matt W. Okay, good. My wife and I have a dispute that only you can resolve. I know you don't like to get in the middle of marital debates. However, this could be crucial to the survival of the earth. My wife believes, like most normal people, that garbage should be thrown into the garbage can. I used to believe this until I was confronted with the overwhelming logic of a different philosophy. Oh, I love husbands. This philosophy dictates that it's actually better to rip the garbage up into little pieces and scatter them onto the ground. It sounds ridiculous, what? however, the it logic stands for itself. Wait, it sounds ridiculous? Throwing garbage into a garbage can results in garbage being piled up into large plaque garbage dumps, taking a long time to decompose. However, if garbage is ripped up into small pieces and scattered on top of the soil, having direct contact with the sun, it will decompose faster, therefore making it better for the environment. In fact, I would go so far as to say... He hasn't gone far enough yet. 
throwing trash in the garbage is actually doubly bad because it ships the garbage out of sight, out of mind, creating a false idea of how wasteful we really are. Uh, well, it, first of all, uh, kudos, Jesse Thorne, for getting two marriage-related, garbage-related arguments from guys named Matt for this <laughs> Marriage Ref Week special edition. <laughs> Of Judge John Hodgman. I'm very impressed by that, I have to say. By the way, can I introduce our special guests, Shakira and Cedric the Entertainer? Hey, thanks guys for coming by. Uh, this Matt is obviously insane. Uh, what troubles me most about him is his inability to distinguish types of garbage. When he speaks about garbage, he's speaking about a very broad category of stuff. And if he means that he, we should be tearing up uh, lettuce leaves and onion peelings and other de- other decompostables or compostables and spreading them on the topsoil. Sure. That's exactly what Matt and Kay are doing with their compost pile, except they're making it compost first before they spread it all over their lawn. But he could equally be talking about tearing up uh, Brookstone catalogs and uh, old computers and uh, and uh, and old keyboards that you don't want anymore, and uh, and and batteries. Like that's like, what's his solution for that? And certainly, I hope he's not tearing up old pieces of chicken and tossing that all over the place, because that cannot, uh, that does not compost properly. It will only attract badgers and lemurs, and it will make him look strange and disgusting to his neighbors. So, as much as I appreciate. Some of his efforts to make us more mindful of our waste. I think uh, unless he is living, unless he is a vegetarian who never drinks coffee, and otherwise throws nothing else away, if he other do not tear up your garbage and throw it all over your lawn, or you will be taken to a home. <laughs> Here's one from Steve. Uh, I'm 38, married, and have two children. The downstairs of our home has what is essentially a half bathroom, and this bathroom is where we keep our softcore toiletry items, such as tooth and hairbrushes and such related. These items are used on a daily basis, so I prefer to leave them out on the sink or sink caddy area where they can be easily grasped when needed, which, as I mentioned before, is daily. However, my wife, who does not use these items on a daily basis, she keeps all of her toiletries upstairs, prefers to keep these items all tucked away from sight so as to maintain a neat, orderly, and utterly lifeless look about the bathroom. So, whenever I need to use these items, I have to go into closed and desolate cabinets to retrieve my items. If I leave them out, as I am apt to do, they are put away almost within moments by the all-seeing eye of my wife. So, should the items in the downstairs bathroom be put away or out for convenience? First of all, Steve... When you are talking about a bathroom, never talk about storing softcore anything in a bathroom. Next, I would say that bathroom preferences are highly personal, and in my many, many years as the marriage ref, I've encountered the bathroom as the locus of many a dispute. I think that the solution is to uh, grant one bathroom to one aesthetic and the other bathroom to the other aesthetic. Uh, However... Uh, you can decide which one is going to reflect each aesthetic. Um, and, uh, and I think that you will find that uh, that will be a solution that will only cause more heartache and misery, but you need to do it anyway. 
I don't think it's fair for her to insist upon you putting away everything in the bathroom that you primarily use, especially when she has a whole bathroom to herself where she can stand around and whisper to herself, pure, 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 pure. That's all we've got here, Judge Hodgman. Oh, let me put this down. So you know what? I'm glad that this is marriage ref week because it it occurs to me that there's another reason uh, to be talking to husbands and wives, uh, which is um, obviously the advent of marriage equality in New York State, which I'm very happy about. Uh, I hope that uh, it comes to California one of these times soon. I know that you're kind of a backward state and it takes you a while to get onto these things, but uh, uh, I'm very excited about it. And I would love to, despite my uh, ban on husband and wife issues uh, in the future, and I'm going to reinstate that ban. I'm going to be highly skeptical about taking any husband-wife cases because they tend to revolve around the same stuff and I tend to always fall in favor of the wife. But I would certainly be very open to any husband and husband cases or wife and wife cases uh, should they come down the pike. And so uh, please uh, write me with any of your disputes at hodgman at maximumfun.org. Is that correct, Jesse? Absolutely. This is Metafilter's own Judge John Hodgman saying that is all. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support this show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Matt Gorley. His great podcast, by the way, is called Super Ego. You can find it in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, email us and be sure and include your telephone number. The email address is hodgman at maximumfun.org. If you have thoughts about the show, you can always comment on it on our message board, forum.maximumfun.org. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.